I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight It was my tomb Till I met you I was breathing but not Alive. And all my failures I tried to hide It was my tomb Till I met you You called my name I ran out of that grave Aren't you glad this morning? Now your freedom is all that I know. Yeah, the old made new. Jesus, when I met you, called my name. You called my name, and I ran out of that grave. was heavy chains break at the weight of your glory i needed shelter i was an orphan now you call me a citizen of heaven when i was broken you were my healing now your love now your love is the air that i'm breathing i have a future i have a future my eyes are open my eyes are open just when you call my Into your glorious day, you called my name, and I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness. Into your glory. 
give the Lord a praise today. Aren't you thankful? He rescued you. So, Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We just ask you to come today and inhabit the praises of your people, Father. Invade this place today with your presence, with your glory. Father, we give you access to our hearts, to our minds, Father. Give you access to this service. Do what you want to do today. We're ready, Father. Come on, say, I'm ready to receive. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Heal bodies today, here and online today. Touch people, God, in their homes. Touch people, God, in this place today. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory today. Come on, we give you glory this morning. Yeah. And I give you glory for all you've brought me through. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. And I'm moving forward to follow after you. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. Come on, say your presence. Your presence it's an open door. is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Come on, your presence. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. In every season, your grace has been enough. And I'm believing the best is yet to come. Yes, we are. The cross before me. My hope on things above And in you, Jesus Come on, the best The best is yet Come on, you believe that today Oh, your presence Your presence Is an open door We want you, Lord Come on, tell them this morning like Father, like never before, before. Oh, your presence is an open door open door so come now Lord like never before make that your prayer today Father we want you to come today like never before Father break open the heavens over us today Father move in power move in glory move by your spirit oh we receive your, your, your power by faith come on I know Breakthrough. Come on, by faith. You got to see it. Come on, everybody, let's declare that today. I know. I know. Breakthrough is coming. I see it by faith. By faith. I see a miracle. My God. My God. Made me a promise and it won't stop yeah, now. I know. Come on, let's do that again. 
Give the Lord some praise. Come on. You received your break, your, fit, your breakthrough by faith today. Hallelujah. Well, lift your hands across the room. Father, we just thank you today. We worship you. Take this offering today, Father. Take this act of sacrifice of praise today. Oh, we worship you. We magnify your name. We glorify your name. And take this offering that I bring Humbly I fall on my knees To proclaim your everything My life's nothing without you Take my hand and lead me through you are my sustaining love. I live to worship you. Proclaim your everything 
out of your voice right now. Come on. Just say, we magnify you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. Worship you, yes we do. I'm gonna worship you 
forever I'm gonna worship you I'm gonna worship you forever I'm gonna worship you I'm gonna worship you forever I'm gonna worship I'm gonna worship you forever I'm gonna come on I'm gonna worship you I'm gonna worship you forever worship you forever I'm gonna worship you I'm gonna worship you forever I'm gonna worship you I'm gonna worship you forever I'm gonna worship you worship I'm gonna worship you forever I'm gonna worship you gonna worship I'm gonna worship you forever read a psalm to you. Stay standing with me just for a moment. Psalm 96. I believe that's the one. No, excuse me, Psalm 46. It's been in my heart all week. It says this, it says, God is our refuge and our strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not be afraid. Though the earth trembles and the mountains topple into the depths of the seas, though its waters roar and foams and the mountains quake with its turmoil, there is a river whose streams delight the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is within her, and she will not be toppled. God will help her when the morning dawns. Nations rage, kingdoms topple, the earth melts when he lifts his voice. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. 
Come see the works of the Lord who brings devastation upon the earth. He makes wars cease throughout the earth. He shatters bows and cuts spears to pieces. He sets wagons ablaze. Stop your fighting and know that I am God, exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come on, say, the Lord is with me. Come on, say, the Lord is with me. The Lord is here, and the Lord is fighting my battles. Come on, lift your hands across the room. Come on. Father, we thank you. We will not fear. We will not quit. We will not give up. Father, we know you're in control. Come on, we know you're in control. You're fighting our battles. You're in control of our situations. We thank you, Lord. We're going to worship you forever. We're going to see our breakthrough by faith. We're going to receive it by faith. We thank you, Lord, for being with us. Thank you for being with us, Father. Thank you for being with us today. We worship you forever, Jesus. Come on, we worship you forever. Oh, we worship you forever. Lord, we worship you. And Lord, we worship you. Yeah, I'm going to worship you forever. I'm going to worship you forever. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you forever. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you forever. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you forever. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you forever. I'm going to worship you. Oh, we're going to worship I'm going to worship you forever. I'm going to worship you. Yes, we will. I'm going to worship you forever. I'm going to worship you. Yes, we will. Father, we thank you. The Lord is with us. The Lord is with us. Come on, let's just declare that. The Lord is with us. The Lord is with us. Oh, we thank you. We give our troubles to you. We give our anxieties to you. We give our fear to you. Oh, we thank you. Those that are watching, just begin to worship him right where you are. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We don't know how our bills are going to get paid, but we worship you anyway. <laughs> Father, we don't know what this that's going to happen, but we give it to you anyway. Father, we give you our attention. We give you our gaze. We give you our focus, Father. Oh, we thank you that you're good. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace. How we love you, Father. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. We worship you. We magnify you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We magnify your name. We glorify you. Worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless you today. Bless you, Jesus. 
the city of our God. Oh, yes, there is. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. I will, I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad. I will, I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad. Rejoice. I will rejoice. Yes, I will. I will rejoice and be glad. Oh, yeah. Oh, put your hands together and bless the Lord. Come on, rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll give your neighbor a high five and you can be seated for a moment. Hey guys, welcome to The Gathering Place. My name's Alexis and we are so glad that you're here. If this is your first time with us here today, we are so glad to have you. If you'd like, go ahead and grab one of these blue connection cards, drop it off at the info center on the way out, and we'd love to send you a special gift in the mail. Here at TGP, community is so important to us, and that's why we created our gather groups. We have this flyer of information of how to get connected to each of our groups located on our info desk at the Orange Walk. Tonight at 6.30 p.m., we kick off our Glory Nights right here at TGP. That'll continue every night throughout this week at 6.30 p.m., and then special prayer at noon each day. As we move forward with today's worship experience, I'd like to give you an opportunity to give today. You can give by three ways. Number one, if you're in-house, you can give by offering envelope. You can raise your hand, and Brother Scott will give you an offering envelope. You can also give uh, in-house or online by text. Just text the word GIVE. 936-261-8142. You can also give at our website, tgp.church forward slash give. Thank you so much for your generosity. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to give today. I bless each person here in the house and those that are watching online today. Father, just blow their mind with your goodness, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
thankful for the goodness of God. Let's rejoice together today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can take your seats. Thank y'all so much for worshiping with us today. It's a good day. Amen. It's good to be in the house with you. Those that are watching online. Thank you so much for joining us. So good to be here and to worship with you and not be at home on lockdown. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we're honored to worship with you every Sunday. This is going to be a good week. Like Alexis said, it's glory night, it's glory week, and we're going to have a good time in the Lord. And so I hope every single person has already made arrangements and will be with us uh, for glory nights. I know we all have, most of us have jobs and are busy, um, but I really want us to take time to spend together in the presence of the Lord. And every day at noon, of course, we're going to have prayer here. Uh, you're welcome to be here at noon if you'd like to. If you can't, we'll be, we'll be streaming live on our website. And, of course, every night we'll stream as well. And uh, But we really want folks here and be a part of it. I know there's uh, some churches joining us tonight. And so um, so if you're, if you're going to be here, get here early. We're going to have prayer at 6 o'clock, and service will begin 
at 6.30. I'm expecting God to do crazy, amazing things uh, this week. And so um, we're just excited for what God is going to do and what he has planned. God gave me these dates, said to have service every day. And I said, Lord, I don't want to. He said, I know. (laughs) Um, And so uh, we're going to do it, and we're going to just follow after the Holy Spirit. Amen? I mean, okay. And so we're going to have a good time. And so uh, 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 now if you have prayer requests, we have prayer for you for our church family. There are prayer cards in the back at the information desk. Um, Just fill out the prayer card. Drop it in the communication box. I'll get them, and I will bring them to the altar tonight. We have over 200 prayer requests from all over America that people have submitted, and we're going to be praying over those. That's why I really need you guys here because we're going to be praying over these every single night, declaring breakthrough, declaring open heaven, declaring God's goodness and mercy and grace over every single one of these prayer requests. I really believe God's going to do some great things. Amen. And so if you need a breakthrough, if you need God to step uh, some way in your life, then uh, uh, write, write down your prayer request and we will pray for you um, each night here while we're here at the gathering place. Amen. And so, um, and so we want to, um, of course, make that available for you guys as well. It's just not for those that are watching online, it's for all of us to um, get a touch of God. How many of you need a touch from God? Hallelujah. And so he's going to do that this week. Amen. Let me get all this out of my ear. All right. Well, I'm going from a headset to a lapel because I don't like the headset. <laughs> and so uh, we're going to try this, this this Sunday, see how it works. Am I okay? Can y'all hear me okay? All right. All right. Um, so we want to, so I want to mention again, because of glory nights, we will not have small groups at all this week because of the time frame, of course. And so um, just come here again at 630 every night. Hopefully we'll be, we'll be from 6.30 to, to 7.30, and, um, and uh, we won't be too late unless the Holy Spirit steps in and we're all on our face, which is cool. And so um, if you, uh, uh, we're just going to flow in the Spirit. It's going to be open service. We're going to have worship. We're going we're to flow. And so if you get a, a word during, the, during the, the night, just write it down on a piece of paper. We'll read it at the end, and uh, we'll flow together. Amen? Also, I want to say a great big thank you to each of you who donated and participated in our bake sale last week. Thank you so much. Thank you to those who uh, made goodies and, and were a part of that. We greatly appreciate your help there. That helps us with our Beaumont launch, and um, we're just saving money and getting ready for, to see what God does over there. It's a God thing that we're going to Beaumont. The Lord told us many years ago to plant churches, and one of those would be the first one would be Beaumont, and then from there we would go um, from different cities and different places and plant other churches. So what does that mean? That, that we're going to have to raise up leaders out of this house to go pastor those churches. Amen? Amen? <laughs> and so um, we're excited about that. We know God is going to use everybody to do something significant in the kingdom of God. Amen? It's not just Pastor John. It's not just Pastor Jeff. It's all of us moving together and doing this ministry thing together. Amen? We're family. And so that's what's so important about us moving together. Uh, I'm going to need some water or I'm going to lose my voice. Thank you, Jake. Let's, let's hand out the, um, let's do this. Let's hand out both of those together. And um, so Pastor Jeff's going to give you 
uh, one handout of my sermon notes and the other handout, let me have one of those. One will be my sermon notes, and the other one that Jeff's going to give you is going to be a piece of paper that says, what do I want God to do, and who do I want God to touch? All right? So what we're going to ask, thank you, sir. My voice goes in and out. So who do I, what do I want God to do, and who do I want God to touch? And on this, I want you, there's 10 spaces for our needs or your needs. And then nine spaces for who do you want God to touch? Ten, because we have a lot of needs. Hallelujah. Um, and so if you will just write on there what you want, what, what are you expecting God to do? Apostle Kuhn came through a couple weeks ago and asked us, what are you expecting? Expectation is a big deal. Amen. Pastor Rod says the uh, atmosphere of, expect- expectation, of expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. And so what are you expecting God to do? Write it down. And if you know people, which we all know folks who need God, who need an encounter with God, who needs an encounter with his love, write their names down and bring those here every night. We're going to pray over it. We're going to lay hands on it. We're going to declare over it. I like to have things that I can touch, you know? And so this is a good way for you to plan how you want to pray. And then also, uh, we have a daily prayer focus. If you need help, maybe you're new to this and uh, don't really know how to pray or what to pray or what to say. We have um, we have a handout also that's me at the information desk. It's a daily prayer focus each day of what you can pray, how you can pray, and it just kind of help you to kind of to to, to uh, re-energize, get passionate again about prayer. How many know prayer is important and prayer works? And so we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna commit this entire week to worship and prayer. And I'm so, so, so pumped about it. So, all right. So that's that. So we want you to uh, list those nine people or those whatever you, th- who you can think of. And then we're going to pray for that, that week, all week long. And then guess what? We're going to invite them to church. Amen. And we're going to uh, let God move in their, in, in, by, by his power over them. All right. Let me take a sip of water. We can continue. Okay. Two weeks ago, um, I, I began preaching on the problem of being out of focus. And how many of you guys, honestly, how many of you have had trouble focusing the last couple of weeks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, me too. And it's like, it's, it was, I've, I've, I've gone through that before, but since I've preached this, whew, it's been a tough, been a tough one. <laughs> and so... Um, this is the hour to focus. This is the hour to refocus. This is the time to really focus on what God is speaking to you and what and how to move forward. You know, you know, during the lockdown, um, it was easy to uh, get kind of lazy and complacent and things like that. And God is now saying, hey, I'm shaking you. I'm shaking my body. I'm trying to wake you up because there's work to do. And so, um, <clears throat> And so the problem of being out of focus, I found out that some friends of mine in New Orleans are preaching the same message. And I'm like, huh, cool. And they sent me a text and they said they began a series on focus two weeks ago as well. So, so I know we're, we're, we're tracking uh, what the Lord is saying. Amen. And so this ain't, a, this ain't a sermon that I stole from the Internet. This is directly from the mouthpiece of God. And so I know that we're, we're tracking on the right, on the right page here. 
Um, let's review real quick, shall we? Let's see what we got. We've got, okay. Uh, our, our foundation text is Matthew chapter 23, verses 23 through 27. And we read it a couple weeks ago. Let's read it one more time. It says, then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. And suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. Isn't that cool? Jesus is just hanging out. And the disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. And then he got up, rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was great calm. And the disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked, even the winds and the waves obey him. Isn't that crazy? That's so good. That's so good. That's, what, that's our God. Come on, that's our God. He did that, that our problems and our situations may freak us out, but it doesn't freak him out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, and so here he says, why are you afraid? You have no faith. Or he says, you have little, you have, what did he say here? So little faith. And remember, remember last, a couple weeks ago, I said, they had just, they just saw the miracle man perform all these miracles and they saw it. They saw it. And, and what was it? Six different miracles that he did let's see what do i have it in my notes yeah jesus healed a man with leprosy roman officer comes to jesus and because of the officer's faith his servant is healed jesus says go back home because you believed it it happened just because you believed it it happened and then jesus goes to peter's mother-in-law's home she's in bed with a fever jesus touches her hand and she's completely healed and then jesus cast out a bunch of demons and everybody got healed Everybody, no one was, no one was, was, uh, was uh, forgotten about. He, he healed everybody. They just saw these miracle moments, and now their faith is having issues. The problem with being out of focus, they were in the storm. It was a different type of storm. They've never experienced this thing before. It was, it was. Let me have that mic to go out. I'm going to move it on. I'm just going to go to this, Jeff. All right, so it was a different storm. They had never experienced this before. It was intense. Because of the intensity of this storm, their boat was beginning to take on water. It was beginning to sink. And then these guys were stuck. The boat would not move forward anymore due to the massive waves. And some scholars believe they were stuck in the middle of the lake for about six to eight hours. Everybody say stuck. They were stuck in the middle of a storm. And, and to some degree, America's been stuck, huh? Yeah. America's been stuck in the middle of a, of a crisis, and God is ready to move us forward. God is ready to move forward, and um, we're going we're gonna to stay, uh, we're going to use protection, we're going we're gonna to do what we have to do, but we're also going to move forward. Amen? Amen. Just because you're wearing a mask doesn't mean you can't share the gospel with somebody. All right, so we're not going to stay stuck in the storm. Amen. All right, let's move forward. So the disciples' problem was that fear had overwhelmed them. And the psychological definition of fear is an emotional response induced by a perceived threat that causes a change in brain and organ function as well as in behavior. Now, we know fear is from the enemy, correct? We know that fear, uh, anxiety, doubt, unbelief, all of that comes from hell. God doesn't produce fear, the devil does. So anytime you feel fearful, we know that's a response from the enemy. And so we, 
we cast off fear. We reject fear. We do not walk in fear. And sometimes it would take pastor. That's easier said than done sometimes because you're not in my boat. <laughs> my boat's sinking. It's taking on water. But guess what? Jesus rebuked the wind. He rebuked the waves and peace came in the boat. And so he can do the same thing for you. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> the problem with being out of focus. Uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God will never give you the spirit of fear. For God will never, everybody say never. God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. Holy Spirit gives you mighty power, love, self-control. The devil gives you the spirit of fear. Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic. Come on, that's a word for somebody. Do, do not panic for the Lord your God wills. This says, personally go ahead of you. Personally. And he will neither fail you nor abandon you. Isn't that good? All right, so here's some key points from last time. The problem with being out of focus is that we, everything in our life, everything in our life becomes out of focus. Second thing, the problem with being out of focus is that we cannot see clearly. The problem with being out of focus is that we become critical and cynical. We become critical and cynical. That's what I shared in week one. Today, we're going to deal with another topic, and I hope it blesses you because it's just something that the Lord put on me two weeks ago, and I believe the Lord is going to speak to us through it today. All right, today's thought is what you focus on becomes your vision. What you focus on becomes your vision. If I focus on fear, that becomes my vision. If I focus on the fact that I have no money, that becomes my vision. If I focus on uh, um, uh, all the craziness in the world, that creeps into my life, and everything in my life is crazy. It becomes my vision. It becomes, if, if, As a pastor, if I look at another church and I do what they do, their vision becomes my vision, and I'm not doing what God's called me to do. And so we, what we focus on becomes our vision. And I believe today we have a lot of folks who are running around without clear vision. And when I say clear vision, what I mean is that people are running around not being able to see past their current life obstacle or can't see past the current crisis that's happening in their life. We have allowed life's problems to cloud our vision and we have succumbed to the noise of the culture. We have succumbed to the noise of the culture. What's the noise of the culture? It's the CNNs. It's the Fox. It's the it's all the different voices that their voice doesn't line up with the Word of God. It's those voices that do not line up with the Word of God. My Bible still says we win in the end. Amen. And so we're gonna we're gonna stay focused on winning. Amen. John ten and ten. We know it. The thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. That's that's the enemy's vision for your life. And, of course, we don't come into agreement with that. In the same scripture, we see that Jesus' vision is released, and it says Jesus has come that we may have what and have it more. And that's if your life uh, uh, is is not abundant, we're going to have to tap into the flow to the vision of Jesus because his vision is that we may have a life and have it more abundantly. So Jesus gives us life. He gives us vision. If he can give it, then he can also restore it. And so if you're without life 
And if you're, if you're, if you're without abundance, if you're without vision in your life today, God can restore vision back to you. Amen. So knowing this today, guys, let's move forward. What does it mean to be out of focus? When you say, I feel unfocused or I need to focus, what you're truly really saying is things are blurred, it's obscure, unclear, fuzzy, okay? It's it's all just fuzzy. Sometimes I talk to people and they're in the middle of of a problem crisis and they're like, Pastor, just everything's foggy. I can't see clearly. Okay, so that means their, their problem, their crisis, has clouded their decision-making. It's clouded their life. All that they can see is the trouble around them. So that means that they're, they've taken their eyes off God. Amen? And so along our journey, something has happened that has caused fog, fog or uh, uh, unclarity, uh, things to be obscured, things to be blurred in our life. To be out of focus just simply means not able to be seen with clear, sharp definition. You just can't see it. You just can't see it. You, you're, you're, um, the sharpness of what you're trying to do in your vision, you can't see it. It's the, and this, this says, says sharp definition. If this was a, four, uh, a 4K TV, this would be a lot more sharper than what you see right here. If it was an 80-inch like Jeff has, 4K. You think Dak Prescott is in your living room? The, you, this would be like huge. It's the sharpness of the screen. It's the sharpness of the vision that's being produced off of here. And so to be out of focus means that I cannot see with clear, sharp vision, definition. I can't see it. And so a few weeks ago, I asked some folks, to them, what's the definition of, the, of being out of focus? And this is what they said. This is what they said. They said that when they feel out of focus, they have increased anxiety, depression, and no peace. They said, well, I get aggravated. They said, chaos creeps in. One lady said, everything gets bigger, worse, and more frustrating. Another person said, double-mindedness. Another, uh, another person said, aimless drifting. Another person said, I worry a lot. Someone else says, well, I give in to fear. I lose hope. I overthink. I feel disconnected. I feel anxious and depressed. Another person said, old mindsets creep back in. Peace is gone and confusion comes. Another person said, I see things from a distorted point of view. That's what your peers said, your folks, that people that you know said that when they become out of focus, these things happen to them. That's why focus is so important. That's why vision, setting your gaze is so important because when chaos creeps in, you can, you can change the course. You can adjust your mind. And when, when everything gets bigger, worse, and more frustrating, okay, then I'm out of focus if I'm worrying, if I'm in fear, if I'm losing hope, if I'm overthinking things, then I'm out of focus. Out of focus. The problem with being out of focus. And today I want to look at our notes together, and I hope these notes help you uh, with my message uh, uh, today. I've got some definitions there. But let's, let's look at this together. The problem with being out of focus today, we're going to focus on this. 
We're going to focus on the terminology that one of your um, peers said. The problem with being out of focus is that you become double-minded. You become double-minded. And so I want to really deal with that. This is, and it's funny that, one of, that this person said this because as I was washing clothes a couple of weeks ago, the Lord says, my people are double-minded. And then he said, you're double-minded. And I said, what do you mean I'm double-minded? Huh? <laughs> and so I had, a, I had a, and I texted Pastor Peggy. I said, this is, this is what the Lord told me. And, um, and it was dealing with it in a whole other topic, but it was, it was, a, it was, it was um, something that I've been dealing with. And I'll just be real. It was about um, uh, weight loss. Hallelujah. And I think some of us could say that we are kind of double-minded in that area because our, our, our heart wants to lose weight, but the mind don't. Amen? Amen. And so double-minded. So, so I got, remember, and I'm going to go to this later, but a couple weeks ago I said we got to elevate our heart over our heads, all right? And so that's what God is saying to his body. You know, you need to get, this needs to be number one. What am I doing in your spirit? See, here is, this is always going to try to lead you astray if you're not renewing your mind, amen? And so and so, so we want to make sure that, that we're being led by the spirit of God. And if in the spirit, there's no double-mindedness. There's, no, there's not a divided interest. If you're focused, you're focused, amen? So we're going to deal with double-mindedness today. <clears throat> The definition of double-mindedness, it's in your notes. It's wavering in your mind and divided interest. And that's in the Strong's, that's the Strong's definition. Wavering in mind and divided interest. And so let's look at the scripture together. It's there in your notes. I made it easy for you. James chapter 1, uh, verses, uh, what is it, 2 through 8? Yeah, that's what I have. You have 6 through 8. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith Produces patience, Lord. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it's going to be given to him. But number six, but let him ask in faith. Okay, so you got to ask. So for all of this, you got to ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, we just read in Matthew where they were in a boat and they were being tossed around, all right? What does it say? For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind, all right? For not for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's double-minded, unstable in all his ways. It says there, let him ask in faith with no doubting. Verse 6, for he who doubts. Verse 7, don't let the man think he's going to receive anything. Then verse 8, he's double-minded. What produces double-mindedness? is doubt. In your notes, you can write down if you want to. What produces double-mindedness is doubt. Doubt's going to produce double-mindedness in you. The Lord told me this the other night when I was preparing. He said, oh, there's doubt. What produces double-mindedness? Doubt. Okay. This is what he told me the other day. He says, one seed of doubt produces a harvest of double-mindedness. One seed of doubt produces a harvest of double-mindedness. 
A double-minded person has a divided interest. Divided. You, you have one foot in and one foot out. You, uh, when you're not focused on the right thing, the wrong thing will always cause you to be tossed around like the waves of the sea. When you're not focused, doubt creeps in and it will take you down the road of double-mindedness. You know God is for you, but. You know people love you, but. I know I'm blessed, but. Doubt will mess with your mind and will cause you to become double-mindedness, double-minded. If you're not careful, doubt will begin in the mind, will creep into your heart, and will produce a harvest of double-mindedness. This is what the Lord told me. This is how you can get rid of double-mindedness. This is from the throne room of God, guys, okay? This is how he told me. He said, oh, man, here we go. Doubt will mess with your mind, will cause you to become double-minded. I'm so not like, I know, bro. I, I'm getting used to this thing. I wish we could just hit a button. Okay, here we go. The cure for double-mindedness, James 4 and 8, says draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Purify your hearts, you double-mindedness, double-minded. And then let's the, look at this scripture here. This says, out of the passion, move your heart closer and closer to God and he will come even closer to you. But make sure you cleanse your life and keep your heart pure and stop doubting. So what's, how do we do it? We move our heart closer and closer to God. When I start feeling fear, when I start feeling doubt, I'm going to intentionally move my heart closer. How do I do that? How do I do that? Well, I'm going to worship. I'm going to, I'm going to pray. I'm going to study. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to get around people who can speak life into me. I'm going, to, I'm going to identify the people that are, going to, that, are going to, that are going to speak negative. I don't want to hang around them. I want people that are going to encourage me, that's going to lift me up. Amen. I need folks that are going to speak life into me, not death. I'm going, I want my heart to move closer and closer to God. He comes closer and closer to me. Many years ago, the Lord told me, uh, uh, when, you feel like I'm, I'm, when you feel like I'm close, move a little closer. Move, can keep moving closer and keep moving closer and keep moving closer. Here we go. How do we focus? Here we go. How do we focus? I shared this the other day. I'm going to reshare it today. And these, these scriptures are actually going to be in your notes because they're so important. It's this. How do we refocus? We're going to set our gaze on the path before us with fixed purpose looking straight ahead, we're going to ignore life's distractions. Set our gaze fix our perfect, with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead. I'm going to ignore everything that's going around me. Is it happening? Yes. Amen. If things happening, yeah. Is some of some things going on in my life that I, I can't control? Yeah. If, if I'm, Am I upset? Yeah, but I'm going to ignore life's distractions. Proverbs 12.2 says, we look away from the natural realm, and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who has birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. That's how you're going to refocus. You're going to set your gaze on the path before you, fix your purpose looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions, looking away from the natural. See, we got to look away from the natural realm. we got to look because it's discouraging, it's upsetting, it's, 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 things are crazy right now. 
but we're going to fasten our gaze onto Jesus, who's birthed faith on the inside of us and who's going to lead us forward into perfection. He's got to. He's got to. We can't stay stuck. We can't stay stuck in crisis mode. We can't stay stuck in COVID mode. We can't do, we got to move forward. We've got to move forward. We, can, we, got, we got to move forward as the body of Christ. As a, we, have, we have to. We have to. Or do we know what's going on? Yes. We're going to do what we can to protect ourselves, but we must trust God. We must have faith. We cannot allow doubt, fear, and unbelief to, to grip us. We've got to stay focused on what God is doing, not on what the enemy is doing in our lives. Now, let's go back to our other handout. Take this out. What it said, the one that says, what do I want God to do? I want to take a few moments here, and I want you to pray right now. I want you to ask God, Father, what, I, there are some things that I need you to do in my life. I want you to think about those things. And in this moment of refocusing, in this moment of refocusing, I want you to write some things down. What do you, not what your wife wants, not what your husband wants. Personally, in your life, what do you need God to do right now? If you're married, it could be the same thing, but may not be. So once you are done writing, go over with your spouse. Because agreement in your home is important. So what do I want God to do? What do you need God to move in in your life? Write it down. Write it down. I'm going to give you a few moments. It's 1140. We're early. we got time. What do you want God to do? finances, your kids, your business, your ministry, your life, whatever it is, just whatever it is, write it down. I want to encourage you. God is faithful. He's for you. He's going to work it out. But write it all down. And have expectation. God, you're going to, I know you're going to move. I know you are. I believe you. I trust you. These are the things that you are expecting God to do. I expect you to move in this area. I expect you to move in that area. Then when you're done with that, go down the next section. Who do I want God to touch? Who in my family? Who in my business? Who at my job? Who needs a touch from God? Who needs salvation? Who needs healing? Who? And write their names down. Write their names down. My grandkids, my my aunt, my cousin, whatever it is, my kids, write their names down. What are we doing? We're refocusing. We're refocusing. God, I need you to touch my kid. I need you to touch my wife. I need you to touch my husband. 
need you to touch my boss. I need you to touch whatever it is, whoever it is, whatever it is, write it down. Everybody good? So then, so we're going to bring this back tonight and the rest of the week. We're going to pray over it. We're going to expect God to do something. And I want to give you this very practical. It's three things the Lord told me. He said, give this in practical ways on how to stay focused. He said, he said, study the word, spend time in worship, and get involved at TGP. And that just simply means this. Get involved with people that love you, that's going to support you, that's going to speak life into you, that's going to that's going to bend over backwards to make sure you're focused. If this is not your church, if you're watching and this is not your church, find a church that's going to, that's going to speak life to you. Find a, a pastor, find a friend, find somebody that can help you move forward, that can help you move forward. Study the Word, spend time worshiping, get involved with people who love you. So this is what we're doing all week long right here. Here's what we're doing. We're moving our heart closer and closer to God so he will come even closer to us. That's the whole point of this week. That's the whole point. And you know what? This list, why did I have you do this? Because I don't want you focused on the list. The list, we're going to give it to God and say, Father, you see this. You know we're going to ask you to move on the parts of these people, and we're going to ask you to move upon our needs. Let's stand together. I'm going to wrap up a little early today since we have service tonight at 6.30. 6 o'clock, we'll have prayer. Please come. Please bring somebody. We've got masks. We've got hand sanitizer. It's very safe. The place will be um, cleaned and sanitized. We won't have to worry about anything. Um, Guys, you know, just just hear me in my heart for a minute. We're family here today, and um, I, it's just it's just time to move forward. It's time to go to work. It's time to rebuild our church. It's time to rebuild our lives. It's time to take our life off. Uh, Pastor Clark used to say, "Take your life off a of hold." Remember that? Take your life off a of hold. We've been on hold for a long time, and it's time to to take our life off a of hold. And it's time to move forward. And James one verse six says. But let him ask in faith. Let him ask in faith. What do I want God to do? I'm going to list it, and I'm going to have faith. And I'm not going to have any doubting. If you're going to, if you're going to doubt that God can do this, don't even do it. In faith, I'm going to. God, I know you can. I know you can. So, Father, we just thank you right now for giving us focus, for helping us to elevate our heart, our hearts over our heads, for giving us your eyes to see, to, to move forward, to lead forward, to love forward, to 
push forward, to, to move into areas, Father, that you have for us. We don't want to stay the same, Father. We want to move. We want to change. Change our hearts, oh God. Change our hearts, oh God. God, give us a hunger and a thirst that only you can quench. We want to move our hearts closer and closer to you. We thank you, Father, that you're shaping our vision, that you're shaping our our mind. You're renewing our minds in this season. And, Father, we commit this week to prayer. We commit this week to fasting. We commit this week to worship and to studying your word, Father. We give you our time. And, Father, if, if fear creeps in or if doubt creeps in, God, let us respond appropriately to it. By faith, God. Father, you're you're asking our you're asking us corporately and individually to go into that next level, to go into that new place with you. Where God, we know things are happening, but we're we rise above it. We rise above it. When people talk bad on us, we rise above it. When situations happen, that are not in our favor, we rise above it because, God, we know you're working it out for us. You're so faithful to us. We thank you, Lord. And, Father, as we leave today, I just ask, God, that your blessing is upon each person here. Your blessing is upon each person watching. Father, we thank you for these beautiful people that are with us today online and in person. Father, I thank you for their hearts. I thank you, Father, that 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 you are... Um, lovingly moving us forward, all of us as a, as a spiritual family. That, Father, that when one person trips up, God, you give us the strength to go pick them up, dust them off, and help them move forward. That, God, that nobody in this house is left out. No, no, everybody is moving forward together. We don't have a divided interest. Father, you are our interest. You are our focus. We're loyal unto you, Father. Not a church, not a man, not a building, but to you. We will not waver. We aren't people of wavering faith. No, we have, we have big faith, gigantic faith. We trust you. Father, let it be known of us that we are people of, of great faith. Let it be known of us, God, that we host your glory. Let it be known of us, God, that we're rich. Let it be known of us, God, that we're healthy. Let it be known of us, God, that we just love you. We're lovers of your presence. We're people of power, people of grace. And, Father, if there's anybody here today that's saying, I'm having a little bit of trouble with adjusting my focus, I ask you, God, to supernaturally adjust their focus today. Let the trouble be dissolved. Let the let the um, friction be dissolved. Let the let the um, the mouths of the accusers be closed. I pray. Father, we just love you. And again, God, I thank you for each person here. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.
Um, thank you, Lord. Does anyone have a testimony you want to share? I just keep hearing the word testimony. Anybody have a testimony? Testimony. Nobody has to. Okay. Jerry, I get to go. Yeah, because I was asking the Lord, God, if you want me to share it, then open up a door away. I wasn't just going to, hey, I have something to share. Um, I guess I kind of did when he said you have a testimony. But I do have a testimony of God. Let me scoot in. Uh, it's all a testament of God. Every time we lift up the name of Jesus, it's a testament of him. Amen. I just, uh, God laid upon my heart. A lot of you have been prayed for last week in the, in the weeks past. And a lot of times we get so discouraged because we don't see a manifestation of God because we don't feel the manifest power, that we don't fall out in the spirit. And sometimes we stand there and we say, God, I went up there in faith believing for you to move and I didn't really feel nothing and nothing has changed per se. But God's saying, I want to stretch your tent pegs. I want to stretch your tent peg of believing that I've done something even though you don't see it. Because what God does in, in most instances is he starts with a seed form. He'll place it within you in a seed and he wants to grow you in your faith. So many of you have been prayed and you're asking, God, did I even get touched? I'm not even seeing nothing change. And he says, oh, but I have changed things within you. I just need you to open up a little bit more so I can stretch you. Amen. He wants to take us to a deeper level of faith. But before we can get there, he has to stretch out that wineskin, right? Amen. I just, just wanted to share that. I pray for whoever needed that. Receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate that word. All right. Well, well guys, we'll be here at uh, 630. We'll have prayer at 6. If you want to stay and worship for a minute, I'll do a quick worship song. If not, I love you. Bless you to have a great day, and we'll see you back here at 6 o'clock.